It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to the final episode of the pre-season team list podcast, Fantasy Amateurs Wraps. Boys, uh, it's been a long journey. It's been... You know, some some fun times with, uh, you know, Imran Khan and uh, Jacinda Ardern and, 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 you know, God knows who else when we were talking about the Raiders episode. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what I'm going to do once we finish recording all these bloody podcasts. Rob, what are you, what, what's your plans for uh, pre-list, pre-team list uh, retirement before we start in our other episodes? Do you think we should just do them again? That was pretty fun. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's been enough water under the bridge between some of those early ones. Yeah, exactly right. Well, we just, well, like, we have, uh, like, notably, we have just completely missed a couple of players that we've gone back and discussed later. Um, yeah. But, you know, I feel like we've done a good job. I don't think we've got everything right. Ryan, what do you reckon our uh, percentage accuracy rate has been so far for these podcasts? Oh, mate, definitely a solid 51%, I reckon. We're, 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 we're better we're better than we're not <laughs> yeah c plus yeah <laughs> now speaking of c pluses i think that's probably a good place to start with this dolphin squad um so obviously the hardest part about doing this is we've got no point of reference we're mm. basically just you know winging it until we see a trial and even in the first trial you know is going to be nothing. So we've got one trial match to try to work out this team list. So, I mean, it's hard. And there's a number of options in position. So we've just taken a stab at it. But every man and his dog's got a different opinion on what's happening here. So the fullback jersey, first off, comes down probably just to Tessie New and Hamaso. Uh, at the moment, we're of the belief that Hamaso is going to win this jersey. But, boys, I think that it's actually better for fantasy, for Hamaso to actually be in the centres, um, and his stats would back that up. And I know, Ryan, you're not uh, on the Hamaso train, so why don't you give us your perspective because I know that you're not that excited about him. Well, uh, I'm not that excited about him, but uh, I actually am on the train, unfortunately. He's, he's in my side at the moment, and it's not necessarily a endorsement of uh, Hammer's projection. I think it's more just a, a case of we're really lacking a, a good option. So like, he wasn't planning on being on my side, but once we got the news of uh, Tanner Boyd being the halfback and likely being the goal kicker for the Titans, I had to take Aaron Chop out of my side. So um, Hammer so unfortunately came in. Um, look, he's just a he's a very volatile player. I think we all know that he's he's boom or bust. He, he sort of he he reminds me of um, when I was doing the Tyrell Sloan article when we were t- discussing the Dragons the other day. He reminds me of a better version of Tyrell Sloan. Um, you're you're hoping for that big attacking play, and if it doesn't come, well, geez, you're, you're biting your nails um, trying to get to twenty. I think. Um, but no, look, you're right. His stats do say he's a better center, uh, but even at fullback, I. I think he's worth the risk um, just for that ceiling alone um, and the lack of good options around. I'm not too sure who you'd pivot to anyway. No. And, I mean, the heartening, if you can take heart from anything, you look at his 2022 average and it's better than the 2020-2021 average. Mm. Uh, He also seems to have increased his base – 136 metres, 138 metres and 92 metres where, you know, in the past it was sort of, you know, a bit, 
you know, as you say, boom or bust, 56, 32, and then a bunch under and then a couple over. But, you know, it seems to be maybe the it, the consistency level may have risen slightly, uh, but overall it is uh, a concern. But, yeah, yeah well, obviously his centre numbers, his tackle count goes up uh, while the attacking stats remain the exact same. So that's, yeah. where, that's where you want him. Yeah, I almost think uh, Hammer's one of those game theory ones that we were discussing in the Roosters podcast about Brandon Smith, like at 33% owned, like you're not really risking too much, even if he does um, flop a little bit and only averages, say, mid-30s. So the risk is sort of taken out of your hands there. But if this is one to consider antipotting as well, I think. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I'd I'd, I'd 100%, I'd look like if we see Thompson there, I could see myself going with a Thompson... Uh, Holmes centre pairing because Holmes is currently my team, and then even then you're looking at you know Hamaso or Chance, you know these sorts of questions, and that may, even then maybe the duel gets him over the line. So yeah, it's it's one one for the question marks here. And Rob, where are you? You know, you are you lukewarm on Hammer as well, or do you feel a bit more optimistic or less? No, I'm pretty lukewarm. I think it's just the the um, sparsity of options, right? Sparseness. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I had Shoop as well, um, Shop, and, you know, it's just at centre at this price. Unless you're willing to pay up for a um, Valentine Holmes, uh, Katoni Staggs, Jack Bird type, um, you're really limited to these kind of players, and there's just going to be a low floor, right, of, of players, and especially someone like Hamiso who's going into a new team, um, and they've got some pretty tough, like, is it Roosters round one? Um, yeah. It's hard to see him scoring a massive amount of points in that game, mm. but I think I think if he's at centre, that would be that would make me feel a little bit better about my life and my team. But I, I think I'll start with him regardless. Yeah. Um, so obviously the other guy there, Tessie New, we think he's going to be at centre. So even then, you know, shuffling along to the centres right now, we've got Tessie New and Ewan Aiken in the centres. But you know, this team probably has of all of the. Of all of the options there, it seems like centre is where they've got the most amount of depth being, you know, you and Aitken, they've got Oliver Gildart, they've got Branko Lee, Connolly, oh. Lemuelu, Tessie New, Valens Tafare, Hamaso, and they've got two centre spots there. So at the moment it's Tessie and Aitken in our team, but, you know, there's – People floating around who think Aitken's going to stay in the forwards, which opens up an extra spot. But then, what? Like, it's not like Oliver Gildart has demanded start. You know, he couldn't even iron a spot onto the Tigers. You know, Brenko Lee's been in and out. Even the Origin hero, Brenko Lee. Sorry, um, <laughs> Rob. Do you have a strong feeling on the centres here? It's it's one of those ones. They they it feels like their first five or six signings were all back rowers as well. The mm. Dolphins. I feel like they've got a lot of. A lot of players at back row too, and I think I think Aitken's best position is back row. But um, yeah, that, and that would be nice because we might get Valence Tafare at centre. Um, but I just have no idea, and we're not going to know until yeah the trials really are we? And even then, um, we might not know. So it's kind of I'm kind of just wanting to fade every single player on the on the Dolphins apart from um, the Hammer until we know a bit more. Really? Because yeah. there might be a, there might be an option in the forwards. I'm sure we'll chat about that, um, but we just don't know what it's going to look like and what the minutes look like. Um, yeah. So that's yeah, that's kind of my take on most of these. Um, there's just so many positional battles that we have no frame of reference on. Yeah, it's really hard when you don't know what the team list was last year. Mm. 
So, <laughs> and and who Bennett and who Bennett likes as well. We just have no idea. It's all behind closed doors at the moment. The only thing I'm really sure about is that we're going to get Origin Hero Edric Lee on the left wing. Oh, now you're talking. Ryan, scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you to see Edric Lee uh, in that giant vanilla Coke bottle oh, jersey? Mate, uh, my, my, I can't wait for him to put up like another five try, 90 point score, and no one have him in his team. In oh, 0.7% of every, team. Yeah. Everyone's got him in emergency and. Yeah. <laughs> Like last that year. Might, oh, that was it lovely. It might have been one of the best calls of my fantasy career, um, talking about, you know, Edric Lee at one point there because he went bonkers after that. So, well, for, for him. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so he's going to be on the left wing. Now, the right wing could be Jermaine Asako. Uh, also could be Valence Tafare. Uh, also, theoretically, could be Hamaso. Um, or, you know, one of these other peanuts as well. So, um, or Robert Jennings even. So, yeah, it's I, I just a, a wait and see there, but probably not fantasy relevant unless it's Valen Stafari. Yep. No, I agree. Yep. So uh, do you guys actually know, Ryan, do you know much about Valen Stafari? Because I've never actually seen him play. All I know is that he's cheap and lots of people are interested in him and there's been some positive conversations about him. Yeah, look, I, I don't know much either. Maybe Rob knows um, a little bit of something. But, yeah, he's just one of those names that's been constantly brought up throughout the preseason. A lot of people have big raps on him. Um, so it's sort of just trusting um, <laughs> trusting the eyeball test, I guess, of other people. Um, has he played reserve grade is the question. Yeah, he, um, I think he played, yeah, he played for the Wynnum Seagulls, I think. Okay. Yeah, all right. No, I just, I just don't know. I don't know. He's, so he's ex-rugby union. I know that he played um, in Waikato over in New Zealand, um, and I think he. I think there is really good raps on him. It's just yeah. you never you never really know with a Wayne Bennett product. Look, look like, at, looking at his twenty twenty two Dolphin stats, he played exclusively at centre. Mm. Uh, I his think he's in centre. In his seventy one plus minute games, average of forty eight. Okay, solid. Yeah, ninety percent try scoring rate, six point five tackle bus per game, and half an offload per game. Bloody hell! I'm looking at his picture on um, like the Dolphins, like Queensland Cup side. He looks like a bricklayer. He looks like he's he's got a big mustache. Yeah, that's exactly that's a real what nice you want, photo. Eh? It? It's exactly what you want, really. It is. He's, he's mostly in my. He's sitting in my number twenty jersey, just above Tommy Talau, mostly for uh, you know squad, uh, you know, he's the locker room guy in my team at the moment. <laughs> have one. You've got to have one, eh? Yeah, he, looks right. like, he looks like he's the bloke who goes to the servo, grabs the boys, the dare ice coffees and a meat pie, brings them oh, back. Yeah. 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 And then he, but he actually eats a sausage roll. Then <laughs> smashes the, uh, the 50 cent sauce on there. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So, yeah. Now, interesting to see if he, if he, makes his way into a team, he'll be extremely popular. I think he'll be in the team at some point over the yeah. course of the year. Hopefully it's when we need a need a cash cow. Um, yeah. I kind of want it to be round one, but if it's not, I'll be fine. I'm okay with him not being round one. You always need these gun cash cow options down the line a bit. Yep, 100%. Now, into the halves, we're pretty sure Sean O'Sullivan's going to be the seven. Um, the number six is another interesting one. The you know the smart money would probably be on Anthony Milford, um, but there's also Cody Nikarima and Isaiah Katoa over from the Panthers. 
Uh, another one of those highly rated players. I think he played for Tonga or Samoa and performed okay. really well. Tonga? Yeah, he was excellent. Um, yeah, so, I mean, when you're talking about Nicarima and Milford, it's not exactly a hard bar to jump over, and he, he seems like a perfect one that it's going to be a mid-season catchy for me. Mm. Yeah, I think Nicarima will play 14 or yeah. off the bench. I think that's his role now. Yep. yep. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be Milford to start. Uh, Ryan, yep. are, you, are you of that mind? Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, I mean, I guess both Milford and Cody have been coached by Bennett in the past and played in the halves room in the past, but mm. you would assume it's Milford. I mean, it'd be great if we got Nicarima at 250K. That'd be nice. Um, yes. But yeah, no, I, I'd guess Milford. Yeah, I can't see any way it's not Milford in round one. Uh, as by round 10, you know, who knows? So, yeah. Now, into the forward pack... Jesse Bromwich, captain, going to be one of the props. The other prop spot more than likely occupied by either Mark Nichols or Jared Wallace, depending on which way they want to go with that. I'm not sure that it matters. Uh, I think they're going to play 80 minutes between the two of them and probably erode each other's value playing, you know, 35 to 45 minutes. But, I mean, I was really interested in Jared Wallace before they started sort of saying that Nichols was going to be the starter. Um. Ryan, off the bench, could you be tempted into a uh, a Jared Wallace? No, I don't think so. Just because his, his minutes are capped off the bench. Um, I, I, I think for Wallace to be a buy, we need him to be playing at least 45 each week. And I just don't think that's possible off the bench. I think his ceiling's capped at 35 to 40 off the bench. So, yeah, no, unfortunately, if he's not starting, I just can't touch him. And I think Nichols as well, if he's starting, I think Wallace just eats into him as well. So, yeah, it goes yeah. back to what you said. They just eat into each other. Yeah, not a big fan of Nichols, even if he does start. Wallace, if he does start, would make me very nervous, but I'd be a lot. Clo- I'd be having a lot closer look at him, depending on the bench makeup. Uh, Rob, any further thoughts on Jay Wall and Mark Nichols before we move on to <laughs> Tom Gilbert? I just one observation. I thought that Jared Wallace was a lot older than he is. He's he's kind of like Nathan Brown. He's only twenty nine, but he feels like about you know early thirties. Um, whereas Mark Nichols is actually older than Jared Wallace. That was just a, a surprise oh. for me, Googling their ages. What, Nichols would be like 32, wouldn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, and so I just don't have a lot of faith in either of them at this point. But, you know, yep. there could be an injury. They could. Now, moving to the lock position, which we think is going to be occupied by one Tom Gilbert, uh, there seems to be some people that believe that it's going to be Ray Stone, but I'm almost certain that it's going to be Tom Gilbert. Uh, looking at Tom Gilbert's past reserve grade starts where he spent exclusively played as a middle um, at 50-plus minutes, his average is 62.7 minutes for 46 points, comes in priced at 39. So, I mean, looking at the fact that we've got two 80-minute edge back rowers, Jesse Bromwich, Wallace and Nichols, plus Ray Stone off the bench and whoever else takes that other spot. You can't imagine there's much more than 60 minutes on offer for Gilbert Ryan, and I don't understand where this thought process is that Gilbert's a buy has come from. Uh, are you? Do you understand this, or are you you know com- as confused as me? Um, look, uh, it, I think it goes back to how you want to project his PPM. I'm sure you can mark, mark for improvement from his uh 
reserve grade days. Uh, like the majority of those stats, I think, are from 2019. So, look, you can certainly mark for some improvement if you wanted to, but I think to what to be a buy, he's priced at what about 40, 39. 39. So, yeah, okay. So, he's going to have to average at least uh, 49 to be a buy, right? So, you're going to have to hope his PPM is what, about 0.85, um, 0.8 at the, at the worst to be close to 10 points. Um, yeah, but even I think, then. I, I think what's happened here, you're looking at, so his three games where he played exclusively in the middle last year, right? Mm-hmm. For at least 50 minutes. There's three games, there's 57, 53, and 58 minutes where he scored a 54, a 48, and a 36. So that makes it 46 in 56 minutes. You know, if you project that up to 60 minutes, you're tickling that 10 points of value. But it's a three-game sample size, and, you know, there's a 36 in 58 minutes there. Hmm. Yeah, no, look, uh, I, I can see the value. Like, I can see a bit of value here, and I can see where someone might arrive at that conclusion. I just don't know that it's uh, – it, I don't think it's close enough, even close enough to being um, a lock of 10 points to really interest me, especially when there's other options in that price bracket that I think are, are just safer. Um, yeah. But, yeah, look, I, I, I can see so how someone might arrive at the conclusion, but, it's yeah, it's just not for me. Yeah, no, I mean you're looking at, you know, that's the that's the Brandon Smith, Aaron Clark, Tavita Pengai, Osprey. Uh Corey Horsburgh TL. Uh he's at the bottom end of that and he's dual, so there is something to be said for that, but he's also absolutely gonna be in state of origin. The yeah. Dolphins have an awkward buy. You know, if he's sixty five minutes only in the middle, I think he's gonna be tickling being a keeper. But that's a lot of minutes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Edge back rollers at the moment. We've got Kafusi and Kenny Bromwich on the edges, but there, you know, there is a thought that it may be Aitken on the edge and Bromwich off the bench or, you know, at prop or whatever. Um, I don't, yeah, I, I, I mean, the question becomes if it is you and Aitken on the edge, 679, is there a value there or not? Rob, thoughts? No, 47 is already pretty high for Aitken. I think the the best outcome would be him starting in the centres, um, losing a little bit of money, and then one of the two retirement village storm players getting hurt, and then Aitken slipping in. We get a gun yeah. centre keeper. Um, and, I yeah, I think we leave him. We leave all of those players alone. Um I, yeah. I can't, yeah, I think just until we have some certainty. Um, but even then, like, you probably can't touch Aitken at 47 BE. No, I mean, you look at his 71-plus minute starts in the back row, 51.7 average. So, I mean, he do, that does show a little bit of value there. But, I mean, at that point, you're spending that money, If even if he's, you know, he's not going to have the duel, he's going to be an edge. And he's going to play centre as well, like, if there's an injury. Yeah, 51.7, you know, at that point you're looking at Tyson Vrozell or Nat Butcher in that price bracket with with a lot more upside. So, yeah, you really need exactly what you said to happen, which is he starts at centre, gets the duel, you know, ass drops out of the price down to 500 and something, then he moves back to the, to the forward pack and, and becomes a, a value. That's the only way I can see. And that would be lovely because he's not playing origin. And, yeah, but you need a lot of things to kick your way. Yeah, 100%. 
Now, obviously, Marshall King's going to play at hooker, probably with Nick Arima off the bench, forward pack. At this point, we've got, you know, Nichols and or Wallace, you know, and then Ray Stone and Herman Essie off the bench. Uh, I mean, that could be JJ Felice or something like that, depending on whoever they decide to put there. I don't think it matters. The other, only other real person that we need to speak about, I guess, is Ray Stone. Uh, he's not got a lot of sample size for us. Um, you know, maybe he's the edge. I mean, we look at his, he's got one, oh, sorry, that's a 70-plus minute start. I'll, I'll forget that. No, one game at lock, 80 minutes with 58 points. I think that's... He scored the try when he tore his ACL, right? It was one of those, he was like, win out a legend as a paramedic eel. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. Um, it, for me, I think his role is like 20 to 35 minutes off the bench for, you know, 20 points. And I don't don't really see any sort of value there. Ryan, am, am I missing something with Stone or do you? Uh, look, the the only way I think he presents value is if he starts. If he starts, then, yeah, no, I think he's worth a serious look. But assuming this side runs out how we think it is, um, no, there's just, there's just not enough minutes here, I don't think. Yeah, no, agree. Uh, do we need to circle back and have a look at, let's say it's Jermaine Asako's not in the team and Sean O'Sullivan is at halfback and goal kicking. Is that somebody that we need to have a look at? Potentially. What's he priced at? Seven nineteen. Yeah, he's pretty yeah. expensive already. He's in the Burton. He's in the Burton price bracket. Um, <laughs> he's got, you know, a career halves. Oh, that's pretty old data. If it's just twenty one need- and twenty two, it's forty four point eight in the halves. I think you need Nicarima Ray at six for it to have a look at it because Milford was just going to s- steal too much. Yep. Yeah. Milford does so much kicking. So much general play kicking. Well, he's got yeah. that big. He's got that big yeah. for boot on him. Massive. Why wouldn't you, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you only isolated out his twenty twenty two stats, he's fifty one point six with zero point four in goals, so fifty one point two. That's only with sixty seven percent of the kicking. If it's Nicarima, that's probably more like seventy five plus goals. You could get him to fifty five, fifty seven, somewhere in there. But you know, it's a pretty tall order, given you know the question marks about what, what's going to happen, or even if it's that Katoa, I don't know what his kicking chops are like. Yeah, I think Katoa's a, a seven. Like, he kicks pretty well. But it's it's more oh, O'Sullivan. Yeah. I feel like what's inflating his average is playing for an excellent Panthers team where clearly he's yeah. not playing, you know? So he's getting all the... I don't know, he's not as, as flashy and, you know, nice to own as Cleary, but he did a pretty good job in Cleary's absence when he had to. Um, and Penrith were such a slick, you know, machine at that point in the, in when he was playing for for Cleary when he, um, you know, was suspended. And, yeah, I think that's that's what's inflating him. Let, it, let his, let his um, price drop down. It definitely will. And then have a look later on. Yep. Price inflated by osmosis of being in a good team. And that's right. Except a terrible coach. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> goes without saying. I, did, I felt like I didn't even need to mention that. And now he's got a great coach, so. Yeah, the best coach of all time, mate. Absolutely. Any further thoughts, boys, before we finish this one up? No, it's a, yeah. For, I mean, for a new team, you would have hoped for more cashies, wouldn't you? <laughs> mm. I think what they've done is sucked all the, like, dead wood out of a lot of other teams and created opportunities in other teams rather than creating opportunities themselves. Mm. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. I think you're right. It, it's hammer or bust, and that even that might be a bust for me, I think. Yeah, bust. Yeah. yeah. What do you think they're going to finish? I think that's the, the kind of question on everyone's lips. 10, 10 to 12, somewhere in there. I think, yeah. I think they can compete for the top eight. I think eight is their ceiling. Um, yeah. But, yeah, obviously, if things don't click, then spoon is their floor. Yeah. It'd it's, be nice yeah. having no expectation on you, you know? Like, yeah. Oh, no, they would have expectation on them. Do you think so? I think... I think they've got a chip on. I think they'll all have chips on their shoulders. So I think Bennett yeah. will play play into that. You know, look yeah. at what they're saying about you. Yeah, you're all past it. You can't do yeah. it anymore. Bennett will yeah. be playing into that hard. And also, the you know, it's the first ever season. You know, you're going to be a part of history. You know, yeah. And there's like they've really created a roster with competition for spots at every position. So they, they have for sure. So I mean that you know Bennett's not an idiot. He'll know where his strengths and weaknesses are, and they'll be you know in and around the. You know, there's a clear top seven for me, and then there's, you know, about five teams that could take that eighth spot, and the Dolphins is one of them. Uh, yeah. This side, I don't know if you guys have ever seen on Netflix, um, Last Chance You. This, this, this <laughs> no, squad feels it. like. <laughs> this squad feels like Last Chance You. It's like a bunch of guys that are like on their last sort of team um, yeah they need to do like a hard knocks episode a eh, on the on the dolphins that'd be so good do. that'd be very good yeah <laughs> now good stuff guys all right that was all correct information there good job um well fantastic done that's on the back um yeah so obviously episodes moving forward we'll need to do our podcast and our uh studs and duds slash real or mirage episode uh, and then we'll be doing some trial reviews and getting straight into the, the TLT. So it's only, what, you know, four, five and a half weeks away, TLT? Yeah, we're nearly there. Something like that. Yeah, yeah one, two, three. Yeah, by the time this episode's out, it'll be four and a half weeks. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, so uh, we'll be launching the uh, short list and the uh, – by planner slash you know navigator episode uh article which will be probably ten thousand words by the by that time uh i'd say that'll be the first week of feb or you know that second week of feb somewhere in there it'll probably get launched if i don't get impatient and launch it earlier uh <laughs> which which is entirely possible so depends <laughs> how many meal replacements you have mate oh mate well yeah i'm gonna be replacing some meals very shortly i can tell you <laughs> I'm going to be going to a barbecue and watching the Giants upset oh, the Philadelphia I'm on the Giants. I'm on the Giants. I just want to see the Eagles lose. I don't know what it is about, like, teams that uh, win when they shouldn't but then become, like, arrogant that makes me... Philly fans are crazy, and I think they always have been, and yeah. it's just really enjoyable to watch. Yeah. It's like I look at the Eels and I'm like, you know what, you guys shouldn't be very good, and then when they are good, it makes me angry. And just makes me hate like, them more. That's how, I, that's how I feel about Philadelphia, I think. Um, when, you know, I love Daniel Jones. Oh, thanks for trading me him in Dynasty, by the way. Oh, you are welcome. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. I shouldn't have bloody... I bought him for a, a 22 first, which seemed to be awesome, and then I bloody sold him too cheap. Yeah, yeah this is niche, but like... It's all right. You've got quite a few first-round picks now, don't you? Or did you trade them all back? Um, no, I don't. I actually can't remember. Yeah, I'm in like okay. 14 dynasty leagues. So. Okay. Okay. I'm only in one. It's enough for me. <laughs> All right, boys. Thanks everyone for joining us. We'll speak to you next time, which I assume is going to be the trial wrap will be the next podcast that we do.
Ooh, nice. So, yeah, trial wrap. And we'll, we'll probably need to do that and some some studs and dubs and podcast or pretty pretty quick succession seeing as they start the season early on us this year. So thanks very much for joining us. Hope you enjoyed our team list series. Obviously, keep in mind through this that, you know, by the time you listen to this episode, all of it will probably be out of date, uh, which is why we, we circle back and do the uh, the relevant stuff again. So thanks for joining us. Talk to you next time. Love you guys.